0: For a long time, I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. Um, And I think maybe that's what led me into fitness and and bodybuilding, because it was a way of connecting
1: with my body. Um, I don't don't really... I just felt like there was something missing, and there was a disconnect somewhere. But I could never put a finger on it,
0: and it, it frustrated me. And obviously growing up when you're when you're a young male, you can attribute a lot of what's going on with you to um hormones and body chemistry because obviously there's changes when you grow up and stuff so I was a bit wobbly, I suppose you could say for a few years, and you don't really know where whether you're coming or going, and you think sometimes maybe you're depressed and other times you're angry and you're not really sure why you're angry um but as things started to stabilise, say into maybe mid-twenties,
1: I, I, it, it became more settled, but there was still a disconnect. And there was still
0: an aspect of me that I knew I wasn't um, understanding very well.
2: Hi, it's Calvin Niles, the mindful storyteller, and I am delighted to share with you Stories of Awakening. Each week I'm going to be talking to people from around the world of various backgrounds and experiences. People I love, I know and people I admire but also those who are completely new to me. One thing all my guests will have in common is that they have been through a journey of awakening. By awakening I mean a call to higher consciousness and deeper self-awareness beyond material reality. These stories will be real challenging funny stimulating and insightful we're going to take our good time with these conversations so listen from your comfy chair with your favorite drink or on your weekend stroll your morning routine or whatever makes you happy stories of awakening with me calvin niles and i look forward to you tuning in welcome paul shine my friend who's not, not a million miles away in Ireland, who, yeah. who is, is, is fairly distant, but has always been close ever since we met on that meditation retreat some years ago. Uh-huh. So uh, thank you for coming on and sharing your story. Thanks for having me. So where did it all begin, Paul? <laughs> That's the question. Where did it all begin for you, this journey of awakening, this call to higher consciousness? Well, yeah. where did it happen?
0: And it's hard to pinpoint, but looking back on my, even my early teens, I went through a rebellious phase of like rejecting religion. And I was adamant that I was atheist. So I went on this scientific pursuit and I went crazy about physics and astrophysics and biology, thinking that science had all the answers. So I learned kind of as much as I could, as much as what was known at the time about the universe and the human body and, and whatever it was, it was just it was always a divine curiosity in me that i just constantly followed but having spent enough time with science i got to a point where i realized that science wasn't answering the questions that were really important so like if you look at like the beginning of the universe for example like what kind of put it what set everything in motion you know what where like science explains the material world but there's something beyond that that i always sense. That I couldn't really explain or understand. But to kind of close that off um, I I found spirituality then because that provided something that was more transcendent. And I just I read books uh, like I read I think Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, that really set things in motion for me when I understood the power of being present, and that that was being present is the only the present moment is the only actual reality and just learning that concept blew my mind that the past doesn't tangibly exist the past is just an aspect of you you know and then the future is another aspect of you but that doesn't exist either so the only thing that actually exists right now is the present moment and all things are happening right now so it took me a a while to kind of wrestle with that um and then i i I suppose that kind of led into learning about the power you have over your future to a certain degree and you know visualization and manifestation and um, so yeah I, i kind of learned a lot about that for a while and it gradually without me even kind of putting heavy intention on it it gradually spilled over into my day-to-day life and I just felt myself it was a bit hard for a while because I kind of felt myself disconnecting from people uh disconnecting from the way I would have lived my life and the ego started to dissolve and that was hard because when that as that was dissolving I kind of felt there was an emptiness for a while and and then I found Vipassana and that really, um, that really helped me connect with my emotional side. Um, I would have dealt with anxiety, you know, uh, growing up, and I would have had serious um, like social anxiety. Group situations freaked me out. Public speaking scared the life out of me. And I always ha- held this tension in my body, and the passing it kind of led me to to look inward. But it gave it gave me the technique. Because otherwise I was just sitting in silence not knowing what to do. You know, letting thoughts flow and, and trying to bring it back to the present moment. But it was all still up in my head. You know, all this was still happening in my head. So the Vipassana taught me how to go into the body. And the body, from my experience, is really where your emotions are.
2: Thanks for being part of this conversation. One of the things I'm learning during this series is that the chapters of each person's story are still being written. If you are conscious of a new story wanting to emerge in your life, but the clutter of your mind is slowing you down, a simple way to start is by decluttering your physical space. Subscribe and download my free ebook, Simplify Your Life, helping you to declutter and make way for the things that matter. Download your free copy at www.simplifyandmakespace.com.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. There, there's there's so many different avenues and different aspects of awakening, yeah. Um, but that's kind of like that. That's how it evolved for me. Yeah. And since then, it's just it's been learning. It's been learning theory because there's so much information out there, and it's also been learning then experientially through your own practices, and um, and then you kind of discover that what you're experiencing, if you spend some time with yourself, what you're experiencing is pretty much the same. To a certain degree to what all these spiritual people are explaining in in, in texts and stuff like that so it's like you're kind of turning to books every now and again just to make sure that you're on the right path because and you know things are are making sense then as you're moving through your experience it's like okay well other people are going through what i'm going through and you feel less alone in in the experience then and yeah you know you, you get what i'm saying
2: i do yeah thank you for sharing that yeah um Just going back a little bit, uh, Paul, to when you kind of were adamant that you were atheist as a teenager. So um, did you grow up in a religious family? What made you decide, right, I'm atheist now? And I know you said you went down this kind of scientific route. Well, I say atheist now, maybe you've always felt that, but do you remember when you consciously said that's it there is no god and then you went down the scientific route do you remember that trigger what what it was that kind of set that motion no,
1: up?
0: not specifically um there would have been religious people in my family i would have been brought to mass regularly and that frustrated me because i didn't understand what the point of it was um like it I, i've been brought up in a catholic family and it was always like you have to go to mass you, you have to say your prayers you have to do these you know symbolic gestures and it was just like you know you you have to do this because you're part of this community you're part of this group but nobody ever explained why and then i thought what what what's the physical or or what's the result of me making this movement? What's the point in this movement? You know, what's the point in going to this big building and listening to somebody who isn't even passionate about what they're re- like. And I, and I don't want to be disrespectful to, to you know, the, the church or anything. But my experience was that I was sitting here as a child, listening to some elderly man who had no, it felt like he had no passion for what he was explaining or reading. Mm -hmm. And he was just reciting text. So there was nothing that grasped me about it. There was no interpretation of it. It was just what he was reading. And I just found it really boring. So it kind of made me question the whole concept of, of church and religion. And I just didn't understand any of it. Um. And it was around that time that I was, you know, I was in school. So I was learning biology and I was learning um, some physics and stuff. And that really interested me. And for some reason at the time, I remember there being like a clash. And it was kind of, you know, it's either science or it's religion. And that was kind of the, the theme that was floating around at the time. And I was like, okay, well, if I have to pick, Obviously, I'm going to pick science. Science is explaining stuff to me. I understand with science. Religion is like for me at the time was you were expected to blindly believe all that we're teaching you because it is sacred and it is it is the way, and that wasn't good enough for me. I needed to discover the why behind it all. you know
2: yeah. um it sounds like, like it sounds like you were curious very early you had a sense of curiosity very early yeah yeah and that curiosity actually took you down this scientific route to answer some of these
1: questions that you were having
0: yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i read i read somewhere i don't know what book it was um but it was a book that had a big impact on me and the underlying theme was trust and follow your own curiosity and because it's kind. Of, I don't know. I don't really have a way of articulating it properly, but I think if you you're kind of staying true to your own nature, if you follow your genuine curiosity, without knowing where it's going to lead you, or without worrying about where it's going to lead you, just kind of have a faith in your own curiosity, and it'll take you to where you need to be, you know. And I I'm walking example of that. I have in my own way now found God. You know, and I and I went. The long way around it, but it for me that was the meaningful way because i really I really feel like i I understand what what they mean when they talk about God, you know, whereas others
1: might just accept what's explained and have like a kind of a surface understanding of it, and um, yeah, so that's kind of been my experience anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank
2: you for sharing that. And uh, you're also making me wonder. Well, what happened along the way when you weren't satisfied with the answers that science was giving you? And um, and I think I'll take my my opportunity to say, you know, you said you're not going to decry uh, the church or disrespect the church. I'm not going to decry or disrespect science because I, I love it. I'm a I'm a science buffin in that respect as well. Um, and I guess they your your journey took you down this route of the curiosity took you down science and then then something happened where it wasn't enough like you didn't get the answers you thought the road ends here or what happened after that
1: what triggered the next step of exploration Um, i think I don't really know what triggered it at the time
0: but i remember moving from science into philosophy and i think philosophy bridged the gap between science and religion because most
1: philosophers that i've read have have a deep spiritual side to them and and an
0: appreciation for the divine and they would a- attribute characteristics of the universe, or characteristics of the soul, or, or human behaviour,
1: to the divine. And there, like there was a philosopher called uh, Ru- Rudolf Steiner,
0: and he he wrote about the philosophy of freedom. But in that he speaks about well, my interpretation of what he said was that there's. There's the five senses which are the perceivers of our reality, so we're limited to our five senses. He spoke about in in a way the sixth sense, which was the observer of the five sense perceiver so that was that was like a sixth level of perception that didn't that and that level of perception doesn't rely on the five senses. you've already gotten this separation from what we determine reality to be and this is where science is science is here where the five senses are and then spirituality is like okay you're there but there's a lot more you know i i I can step back and i can observe you so therefore i must be something more transcendent so do you kind of get what i'm saying i don't know if i'm explaining that well
2: yeah i do yeah
0: Yeah. Um, So that was kind of when things changed.
2: So you walked across this philosophical bridge from, you know, science. And I guess you're on this bridge, walking across this bridge, not really knowing where the bridge is leading. No. The bridge to nowhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's still like I'm still walking that bridge, man. (laughs) You know, I don't see an end, but I mean, I like it. I like the bridge. I like what's here around me. And, and i i don't know like now in life i feel like i've transcended to a certain degree because i see i see coincidences in a different light you know and and it's like there's synchronicity um without going too far into the realm of pseudoscience or mysticism because you have to be careful with that but i do i do perceive reality in a different way now Um, And I find it easier. It's like I've connected with my purpose. I've always questioned why why am I on this planet? I feel like I'm here for a reason. I must be here to do something. I don't exactly know what it is, but the best interpretation I have of it is that I'm here to serve in some way. And I'm here to, to, to say, let's say, without jumping into Catholicism or anything, I'm here to carry out God's will but it's like, okay, I need to kind of connect with what that mission is. And then you learn practices and you learn ways to live a good life. You know, and that's kind of your foundation. So you stick to that for a while. And then when you can stick to that, when you build a good foundation and you can stick to it, the rest kind of falls into place. And I'm at the moment sticking to my my um, morals that I've developed. And I'm, I'm really like, holding on to them tightly and I can see goodness unfolding in my life as a result of this. So I'm, I'm detaching myself from the outcome and I'm just focusing on the daily practices of living a good life and what it is to be a good human, not to be successful or rich, right? It's just to be a good human in the world. And then the rest takes care of itself. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what I think faith is.
1: Yeah yeah that makes sense.
2: yeah that, that makes a lot of sense to me and um you you know I'm, I'm sort of curious about you know your discovery of this moral set or value set uh you mentioned earlier that you know um you were going through uh, a phase of or you inferred rather, you didn't explicitly say this, but you said, that, you know, you were curious about your emotions and so on. And, and, you know, you started to learn about them being very much stored in the body in your experience. So did you feel that you were disconnected from your emotions? Did you feel like yeah. you didn't know really what you were feeling or, you know, what opened that doorway and
1: how does that relate to your journey of awakening?
0: What opened that doorway? and um for a long time I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin Um, and I think maybe that's what led me into fitness and and bodybuilding
1: because it was a way of connecting with my body and I don't don't really I just felt like there was something missing and there was a disconnect somewhere but I could never put a finger on it and it, it frustrated me
0: and obviously growing up when you're when you're a young male you can attribute a lot of what's going on with you to um hormones and body chemistry because obviously there's changes when you grow up and stuff so I was a bit wobbly i suppose you could say for a few years and you don't really know where whether you're coming or going and you think sometimes maybe you're depressed and other times you're angry and you're not really sure why you're angry um But as things started to stabilise, say, into maybe mid-twenties, it it became more settled, but there was still a disconnect. And there was still an aspect of me that I knew I wasn't um, understanding very well. And I always lived from the mind. And I always experienced from the mind and and explained myself from the mind and i I put it i had a conversation with my mother um because like i I would suffer from anxiety to a certain degree um, I wouldn't be a bad case now or anything, but she would also suffer from anxiety, and I was trying to help her and help myself i suppose in in trying to teach her to connect with the anxiety in your body and um, so the way I explained it was that we are both. Receivers and transmitters of vibrations. So, if you somebody walks into a room, you pick up on their vibe, you know, and we constantly get vibes off people, which is vibrations. And um, people give off frequencies or they live from a particular frequency. And I really feel like the, the frequency that you're emitting is connected to your, your bodily emotional state. So, if you can kind of turn inward and get an understanding of the frequency that you're operating from. Then you can get to a point where you can almost choose to emit a particular frequency and you can vibe, you can you can give out nice vibes, let's put it simply, by understanding what vibes are in your body and dissolving dissolving the, the tension that's in there. Um, but it it was the it was not having that having that feeling that there was something missing between here and here. Yeah, that's what led me to pursue it now i i don't think i would have discovered that by myself i needed guidance and that's where vipassana really helped me because it went from here into the body and you could connect with individual body parts and experience what was going in there simultaneously there was thoughts and emotions coming up and then i was i was able to link the two and i think when you understand something for like anxiety for example if you understand the root or the cause of it, it becomes less powerful, you're reducing it in a way. Um, And I don't I don't know if I answered your question very well. but
1: Yeah, 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 no, I,
2: I understand where you're coming from there. Because I guess, you know, I was wondering how that disconnect showed up in your life. And so I think you know, you talked about anger and you talked about depression and not being sure, you know, what am I feeling? Yeah. Not even even being able to place the feelings at, at all. Yeah. yeah. And so at this period of time. You, you, you were seeking and you were looking for answers and there was this constant curiosity in you, which is coming across really strong, actually, as I'm listening, mm. There's this big fire of curiosity burning. Yeah. And then you discovered vipassana which is this meditation technique that helped you to connect you i saw you just did like you know here and here so it's kind of like yeah. a mind and heart almost yeah. reference in the in your um sign language <laughs>
0: yeah but that's that's what it felt like you know
2: yeah 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 so 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 that happened and i think you said that was your mid-20s was it or you know weird so that got you to that first whoa moment of there's stuff going on in my body can you tell us about that first experience where you really the light went on and you went wow there's a lot here Um, because it sounds like that's probably one of the ripples of your awakening I mean one of these things I've learned so far in these conversations a lot of people say that their awakenings have been happening in ripples (laughs) you know there's one event then another and another and it sounds like you know, you're you've you've placed a really big one early and then things kept flowing for you. Is that is that fair to say? Um that yours
0: was yeah. like Yeah. Yeah, that, well, yeah, for me it it it
1: I like that way of putting it. I've experienced it in in stages. Um so it's like you, you, you have a realization. I I like I remember
0: during vipassana when i really got into the body and i and i have this a lot lately where i have periods of overwhelming joy and i i can't understand specifically why (laughs) i have them but i could be and and, i'm sorry this, this happened in vipassana i i i connected with my body in a way and it it just felt like a release it felt like there was a balloon inside me and i had found it but it was, it was like a balloon that was just creating tension and it, i didn't know where it was and then i found it and i popped it and it was that feeling of that that release and that just gave me tears of joy and bliss and peace and now Having connected with that feeling, I experience that spontaneously randomly, and you know nearly probably on a, on, a, on a weekly basis at least every two weeks i'm I'm driving and i just I just have a sense of appreciation for everything around me, and that that gives me tears of joy, so I look like this weirdo driving my car with, with tears down my face. Well, But I'm just looking around and I'm just appreciating the beauty that's around me. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I do, yeah.
0: Um, so, and, and as, as I'm on this journey and as I'm meditating more and as I'm connecting with people, because that was a big thing for me was, was okay, you're, you're a spiritual being and you realize you're a spiritual being and you're, you're investigating that, that aspect of you. And then over the last say maybe two three years for some reason i've attracted more like-minded people and more spiritual people into my life so it's it's connecting now as well so it's it's tapping into that spiritual aspect of you and then opening that up and and it's a vulnerability and i found it very hard to to show a vulnerability but i i felt like If somebody's like-minded or somebody's spiritually inclined and you show that vulnerable side to you that they will show it as well and you're going to connect with that person on a really deep level and there's something really beautiful about that Um, and and then there's there's the nature side of it as well so i've gotten really pulled toward nature and i've such an appreciation for trees and plants and animals and sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy and then other times I'm like, no, I'm as grounded as I've ever been. I feel so at peace and I have such a sense of bliss over me. And yeah, it's, it's amazing, man. Like, I really wish that more people would explore themselves in this way. And I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic because you're spreading and you're, you're, you're accumulating stories of awakening and you're i don't know what kind of conversations you've had but you've obviously heard the benefit that this has had in people's lives and you're now recording it and now you have a a platform where you can share this with with the rest of the world uh, theoretically you know and and i think that's beautiful i think it should be spread and people should realize that if you, can get, if you can become happy in yourself as a result of, of, of whatever practices work for you, you become unbreakable in a way because there's something so steady and strong in your core that no matter what happens in the outside world, you are solid in here because you know that you're part of something bigger. And mm. um, I just think that's beautiful.
2: No, oh, thank you very much, Paul. Yeah, I think the conversations have so far have been really insightful, and um, you know, I, I sort of identify with what you were saying there about you know nature. You know, I get into the forest quite regularly for walks, um, and I'm always inviting people. <laughs> Some people are like, "Really, it's raining," and I'm just like, <laughs> "Okay, well, <laughs> put, on, put on a waterproof," you know. And I, yeah, I'm yeah. identifying with so much of what you say uh in that experience of uh that you have so can you share maybe like um an example of when you maybe had some challenge um because you know one thing i know for sure is the challenges they, they never stop coming right <laughs> the challenges in yeah. life they, they're always coming but th- what made me think about this was you mentioned a word there you said unbreakable and i just wondered how realizing having this awakening and realizing that you know there is something bigger there uh maybe something i i guess a a place of that you could retreat to (laughs) or reside in that gives you this sense of resilience so you know what what's been happening in your life ever since so you you woke up and you've continued to have these insights and you're starting to feel more and more stable every day. Uh-huh. How are challenges now showing up for you? Can you give an example of you know a challenge that you might be facing or have faced, and, and really how this resilience manifested?
0: Yeah. Um, when you say a challenge,
1: anything, mean any, anything. anything? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well I mean, there are internal challenges. Um, and there are external so examples of internal challenges for me would be i mean the anxiety is
1: still there and it's still um it still creeps in and it tells me that you know it it, it, it self-doubt you know there, there's a lot of self-doubt sometimes um
0: what I've learned with that is you, you, have, so you have to take the good with the bad. I mean, it's not all bliss. So when you're talking about challenges, they're the down days. You know They're the days where you're not feeling it, where you're not connecting yeah. with the body. There's something that's out of sync. And mm. You don't know what it is. Um, it could be something related to the external. You know, somebody might have said something to you that really struck a nerve. And that could, you know, shake you for a few days. Um. <clears throat> so I, 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 experience challenge challenges like everybody. But what I feel like I've learned is that, especially if if it's a, if it's an internal one, it, it can be very hard to to have that dialogue, that internal dialogue, to to kind of understand it and work through it. Mm-hmm. Um. sometimes it's hard to know what aspect of yourself to, to listen to or where where is the truth in all of this. Yeah, you know is and when it's something external it's it's a bit easier because for some reason i find it easier to separate the egoic side of somebody's personality with the let's say spiritual just to have a comparison so if somebody says something to me and it hits me either it's it's hitting me because it's it's bringing up a flaw that i feel i have or it's bringing up it's making me look at myself in a light that I don't want to look at myself in. So there's a lot to be learned. And I would appreciate after some, some um, processing of it, I would appreciate the lesson that's come with that. Um, or if somebody has said something out of spite, you know, I can see that that's an egoic side of them. And that may be a manifestation of, of something that they've been through. So it's about understanding whether somebody is speaking from the heart or speaking from an emotion or something like that, and and they are their daily challenges is trying to understand that. Um, but it's even more of a challenge to understand that in yourself, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: because there's always that aspect of you that's making you question the path you're on. You know, yeah. it's it's it just shakes you up a little bit to make you think about things a lot more. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that, that would, would be you, a challenge. Yeah.
2: Do you find that the um, how does the self doubt show up for you? Is it like at work or in relationships? Or how does that? I mean, is there some is there an example you can give of your life where that kind of showed up and you you were able to go back to that resilience that, that internal knowing?
0: Yeah, and um, bodybuilding would be an example. So I'm a natural bodybuilder and I've been lifting weights for years and my self-doubt always always spoke to me and said that I wouldn't be good enough Um, that I I don't have what it takes to achieve Um, and it got to a point where I I listened to it for long enough and it held me down for long enough that I, I, I had enough and I just tried a different approach and i tried to not i tried to separate myself from the doubt and focus and trust in a process so i learned what it, so for me and this is an idea i had a while ago was that th- there's almost like a, a mathematical approach to to live in life and I, I hope you get what i'm trying to say with this and um, if you want to get to a particular place or if you if you want to experience a particular outcome pretty much most things that you want to achieve there's a formula involved in achieving it so if you look at like i'm going to take bodybuilding as an example because i've I've applied this really heavily in my life there's a formula to achieve the the necessary condition and the formula is you eat this you you train like this you ensure you have enough sleep and you repeat (laughs) and that's the formula and so I, I kind of understand that as there, there's a mathematics to life in the sense that if you want to get somewhere and it could be spiritual enlightenment or it could be, you know, a personal awakening or it could be a, a connection that you want to make with yourself. But there, there's a process. And I think if you can learn what the process is for things and just apply the process and trust in it and detach yourself from the outcome. That is what I found has worked for me. Because when you, when you attach to the outcome too heavily, for me, that's when self-doubt comes in. You know, And it's like, you're not good enough for this. You know, what, what makes you think that you're as special as this person or you're as skilled or talented as this person? And it's like, no, that's not how this works. I need to understand what I need to do today. Today yeah. is what's, what's happening. And, and that's, again, bringing yourself back to the present moment. What now can I do? What now is in my control? What now are the problems that I have to deal with or the solutions that I need to come up with? Now, the rest will work, we'll take care of that when it comes. You get what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally
0: yeah. Do. yeah, yeah. Um,
2: and uh, that, that actually um, makes and resonates quite a lot, actually, with me. Um, you know, the, the bringing yourself back to now and, uh, yeah. and trusting in, in, you know, one step in front of the other trusting in that in that process yeah. that you talked about yeah wow so um i guess one one thing we could maybe finish on is you know where are you now where did this all bring you to um you know this journey and uh yeah what's what's the present like for for full shine
0: <laughs> um i'm loving life right now and i feel like i've connected with my purpose and um, so right now Physically, what I'm doing, I'm still a chef, um, and I'm enjoying that while it's going on. But for me, it's it's not the long term solution. So I really want to step into uh, nutrition and lifestyle coaching. So I'm working on that right now, and I always wanted to be a life coach, and I didn't. I didn't think it, it could happen for some reason. I didn't think it could happen. The self doubt, I'm guessing, and I. Started to live my life a particular way, and this all happened kind of post the passana. There was gradual changes that I made because, like, I used to do things that weren't good for me, and I, I was, I was an unhealthy guy for a long time. I was a smoker, and you know, I didn't really care about my health and stuff like that. So I kind of took things one step at a time by giving up smoking, you know, getting the diet under control. Once I kind of got my basics down, then I could start to look at my career, and so I worked really hard on on. Becoming a chef, and I've worked my way up the ladder in, in the culinary industry, and now I'm like, okay, I'm ready to to do what I want to do in life now. I really figured out what I want to do, so I'm doing a course now in nutrition and lifestyle coaching, um, and I'm still doing competitive bodybuilding and natural competitive bodybuilding, and the next year is going to be tough. Um, I'm two, I'm doing two courses at the moment, but um. I really hope that when I'm fully qualified, I'm gonna gradually step into or step onto, let's say the path that I was supposed to be on all along. And I have have faith in that and I'm excited for the future.
2: Yeah, sounds very exciting. And um, I hope uh, it's very successful and I hope we can maybe even have another conversation when that journey starts and and you share some more insights from your experiences as well, so. Yeah, exactly. thank you so much for, com- for coming on. Um, I guess we we'll just have to watch this space.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. definitely. Thanks for having me, man. I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, me too. Thanks, and dude. as
0: I said, again, I really love what you're doing, man. So keep, keep doing what you're doing. It's great. great. More people need to hear about this stuff. More stories need to be shared, 100%. Yeah.
2: Thank you for tuning into this conversation with me on the Stories of Awakening podcast. It was an absolute delight to have you here. And this is just a reminder to head over to simplifyandmakespace.com to collect your free decluttering workbook to simplify your life and make way for the things that matter.